0: If bold statements are all it takes to make a difference, then this story could have ended on Sunday, April 9th, 2017, when the faith community at Gethsemane Lutheran Church voted to declare itself a sanctuary congregation. At that point, they could have put a bold statement on their website about the vote, signaling to visitors and neighbors how progressive they are. It's like a modern-day bumper sticker. sure. Your car might get keyed, or maybe someone flips you off. But you've made your point with little to no risk, and you still get to be super proud of your woke church. But that narrative went out the window on the morning of June 28th. I'll let Gethsemane's lead pastor, Joanne Inquist, explain.
1: That was the morning that Jose had come into sanctuary at the church, rather than him going to Seattle, Tacoma Airport for his flight back to mexico
0: jose robles was supposed to board a plane back to mexico that morning instead he headed to gethsemane lutheran church for sanctuary
1: we were in the process of making that statement public um both both to the authorities who were expecting to to find him at the airport but also to the whole community the wider community of seattle and really the world to say, this is, this is an action we're taking on behalf of this person, but also uh, in response to a system that's broken.
0: The concept of sanctuary goes way back, but today it generally refers to a place of worship making their space available for undocumented people to find refuge. At least, that's what this story is about. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement regards places of worship as sensitive locations and generally avoids making arrests at those places. Key word being generally. No one really knows what will happen under the current administration.
1: What I remember most about that day was the, the feeling of satisfaction that whatever was unfolding, it felt like we were doing the right thing. A family staying together, a family that loves each other, cares for each other and has been integral to their community, being protected in that moment.
0: To some, this would seem like an easy choice for Jose since this action keeps him in the country, at least for now. But living full-time in a church isn't exactly like staying at the Ritz-Carlton.
1: Gethsemane is a beautiful church. It's a really beautiful space, Um, and I love being there. I love serving in community there but I don't want to be there 24 hours a day. And I don't think anybody could stop and really think about this and think, oh, that's a good deal. You just get to stay in this little place, you know? Like, I think about the delight that comes for those of us who are in in Seattle to, like, when when the fog and the rain returned the other day and, like, how much we were happy to go outside and just have, moisture on our faces, and he doesn't get that. He stays indoors. He stays inside. Jose and others who have sought sanctuary in this country that they're giving up a lot. They're giving up a lot in order to be able to be in this place and they're willing to be very public about it, to let their story be told in the public uh, press and, you know, to have Facebook conversations about them or whatever. Is It's a lot of intrusion, I think. My name
2: is Brenda Robles.
1: My name is Natalie Robles. And I'm Yuritzi
2: Robles.
0: What can you tell me about life before sanctuary?
2: Life was just great. I mean, not simple, but more simple than it is now. It was calm, and it was just... I don't know. I feel like what's happening now, it feels like sometimes it's not real. Because, like, we've never been in a situation like this. So, like, sometimes it kind of feels like it's not real. But then, like, you think about it and you're like, wow, it is real. <laughs> and it just feels like it's not ever going to end.
0: Tell me something about your dad that people don't know.
2: He's sometimes funny. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, he likes to pretend he's funny. Just kidding. Yeah. He's really funny. But well, he is. I, I, he don't is funny. If, I don't know if you guys noticed, but like even in tough situations, he's always making jokes. So he kind of just like distracts you for a little bit. So it's kind of like, I mean, I guess he kind of is funny. You, you want to, <laughs> like, yeah, but, um, Like, it's always been like that, in tough situations and stuff, he always cracks a joke and distracts us from whatever's going on. And that's actually, like, that's very helpful, because to distract us while there's, like, a situation going on, it's kind of hard, but he manages to do it, so.
0: And even though he's not
2: feeling, like, great, he makes sure to lighten up the mood for us so that we feel better. He pretends things are okay when they're not, for our sake he's the rock with family for sure it's mm-hmm. a story i remember one time that we went to the store my dad saw some two girls that were buying st- some stuff but they didn't have enough money so they had to put uh, everything back but my dad gave them five dollars so they could buy what they needed Mm-hmm. 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 it's I just who he is it's, yeah it's like hearing those stories isn't even like a surprise anymore because like if he sees someone in you he's there mm-hmm. for them he'll always help people yeah i think like in big part like um the way we are is thanks to him because he's taught us not to be selfish. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I can be selfish at times, but not, like, when it comes to, like, helping people and stuff. And I think it was such a great example to, like, grow up that way because, like, I like helping people, and I get, like, this joy out of it. And I don't think I would I would be this way if it wasn't for seeing examples. Like, both of my parents, like, they're really great human beings. And like I said, my dad's just like one of the, like he's one of the main reasons why we are the way we are. He's taught us to share, to help others in need. And like, I mean, yeah, worry about ourselves, but also worry about other people. And I like really admire him for that. He's definitely been a great role model to us. Mm -hmm.
3: The beauty of Sanctuary is that it changes immigration from a theory to one of human encounter.
0: That's Michael Ramos, the Executive Director of the Church Council of Greater Seattle.
3: So when you get to know Jose, you're getting to know thousands of other immigrants to this country who are hardworking, faith-filled, and family-oriented. Jose developed his own business, the painting business. He was doing it for 18 years. He was a pillar in his community. This is what we want. For our immigrant brothers and sisters for the chance to contribute to this economy, to help make our country strong, to build strong families, and to be able to live a life in, in peace and security. And so to have that disrupted is really disrupting the lives of uh, many other people within this country. It is a real experience of what is happening to so many other people. Just as we were moved by the separation of children from their parents at the border, uh, many of whom ended up in Washington State, and we've gotten to know uh, as sisters and brothers, mothers and fathers terribly separated from their children, longing to connect with them with the right to apply for asylum. So too, Jose is a family-oriented person, who is trying to do no, nothing else than what other people want to do uh, in the United States of America. That is to support themselves and their families, to raise their children, uh, to live in peace and be contributors to the economy and the overall community. This is something that is some, that we all aspire to. And so when we can see something of our own story and Jose's story. Um, as you said, to walk in his shoes just a little bit, it helps us to become a little bit more human. And ultimately, from a faith perspective, a little more hopeful uh, that there is a way out of no way, uh, that there is a way for Jose to stay with his family, there is a way to preserve his status uh, in the United States and for him to be uh, living out the life that he's meant to live in this country.
0: Heroes and villains are often born out of life's gray areas, and most will never agree on which role the protagonist is playing. Often, our judgments are based on incorrect assumptions. Until we hear the story from someone else's perspective, how can we pretend to know what we're talking about? So, that's what we're going to do. Week by week, we're telling this story about Sanctuary in downtown Seattle through the voices of the people involved next time on Sanctuary in downtown Seattle.
3: If I had the chance to sit down in front of them and explain them and tell them uh, what type of person I am, I've been responsible my whole life with my work, uh, with my family, um, and um, if I had the chance to, to uh, be out of the church to say directly to them, I've always been a direct person.
1: Something that one can't really prepare for is the the depth of relationship and how quickly um, we have become family together uh, with these people, getting to know layers of extended family, but really getting to know Jose and uh, recognizing that, that we're connected.
0: Sanctuary in Downtown Seattle is produced by Seekers Northwest along with the Church Council of Greater Seattle.